Welcome to Sister Speak Fringe, where we discuss season three of the Fox TV series Fringe from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister Jake. And I'm Sister Kay. And welcome to episode 29. Let's get started. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of briefly recap and talk about the last six episodes that we didn't discuss last season because, you know, we got sick and all that stuff. Got it. Okay, so uh, it was the friend season. uh, Briefly, it'll be a brief conversation. Yeah, it's going to be brief because, you know, we've already seen the premiere, so hey. Okay, Uh, we left off with Fringe episode number 18, which was called Bloodline. And this is the one where Bolivia, remember, she grapples with the the idea that she's pregnant. That's not the last one. Yes, it is. That's the last. We didn't discuss uh, number 18. Uh, Okay, gotcha. Right. Okay. All right. Hey, hey, I do research. I know. But anyway. Okay. So, if you okay, if you recall, Bolivia is with her mama at the doctor's office, and yeah, her I'm mama's with- all excited because you know. But but Bolivia has this condition, right? That I don't even I won't well, even. It runs be, in the family, right? It runs. It's a genetic condition where either the mother or the baby is going to die during childbirth, or so, both. Yeah, or one or both. Yeah. But but Bolivia is kidnapped by some of the these doctors and stuff, and they are injecting her with with uh, 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 some kind of medication that accelerates the growth of the baby. Yeah. So within hours, she has gestated a whole nine months. Yeah. So that baby is getting ready to be born, and it's really kind of sad though, you know, because I do feel kind of sorry for her, even though Bolivia is supposed to be the enemy. But right. I feel kind of sorry for her because you know that they keep drugging her up. But this is the thing that got me about that episode. I'm thinking this. Okay, they got Bolivia all tubed up, just like you are in the hospital, right? How come this nurse is giving her pills to take? And, of course, she can fake swallowing the pill, so she's not really knocked out. They don't really have her tubed up. They're not- yes, they do. They got IVs in her arms. I look. I think those were probes, or not probes, but those censored things. I don't think they were real IVs. Oh, oh, maybe that's it. But okay. it was weird that she's giving her pills. Pills. Because pills take longer than if you just put it through the vein. But that's exactly. probably a plot issue yes that was that so she had. could so she could fake like being drugged and therefore yeah. she can get that scalpel and cut somebody mm-hmm. you know and get away and stuff but anyway so of course oh, uh, Bolivia gets away you know right when they're when they're getting ready to deliver her and she and she runs off and everything in the meantime we find out by the end uh uh, Bolivia's mama has went to the uh, Department of Defense, and she's talked to Lincoln Lee, and she's let him know. Uh, uh, well, she was going to let him know Bolivia can't have that baby because uh, you know she's got she's carrying the gene because right. the doctor had called had run tests and called her back and everything. Uh, but of course, Lincoln Lee was busy trying to find Bolivia, so Charlie said, "I'll deal with the mama." So Charlie's the one that actually knows, you know. Mm-hmm. And the thing I do like about the alternate universe is that Charlie is there because I really like Charlie. Me too. So Charlie is talking with the mom and he knows, but Lincoln Lee in the meantime has went to Chinatown to find Bolivia and, 
And remember, they ha- they arrested Henry, the cab driver, right. which I like also, I like because he was asking about Olivia. He don't know about Bolivia, but he was asking about Well, they were doing Olivia. all this research to try to track her last days, mm-hmm. and that's how they came across Henry. Yeah. And that he'd been you know, kind of driving by her house and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So they just were following the lead. That's true. And and because they took Henry to the Department of Defense, then when they're talking about, you know, Olivia's been kidnapped and uh, Olivia calls uh, Lincoln Lee on the phone and stuff, and he said, where yet? And he's he's kind of repeating it, and Henry says, I know where it is, because he's a cab driver. Of course right. he knows how to get there quick. So Henry tells Bolivia, you know, don't be afraid, don't be, don't be, you know, just relax, because uh, I've delivered a baby in the back of my cab before, so he delivers the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a cute scene. That was really and, a cute you know, scene. you know, they fake us out that she dies, and Lincoln... Lincoln knows about that. He's just yeah. not telling her. Lincoln knows um, about... But the, he's all upset because, of course, he loves her. Mm-hmm. And then she comes back and the baby's okay. Mm-hmm. So um, so they surmise that because of that that acceleration of the baby's growth, like from she was what probably a month pregnant to nine months pregnant in a matter of hours, then that, that uh, overrode the gene that caused her the problem in the first place. That's what they surmise anyway. But, well, it's all from alternate deal, wheelings well, and dealings. But alternate didn't know about her genetic predisposition for he did because that was a massive oh. dynamic doctor. That's the whole. Oh, that's reason, right. That's right. That's the whole reason he did it because she was talking about as soon as her mom was notified, her mom knew she was going to have to abort the baby. Yeah, that's and true. And he did not want that baby aborted because we know his ulterior motive right was to have. An offspring with uh, Peter's Peter. genes mm-hmm. so that he could use the genes from the baby. But mm-hmm. at the time, we didn't know all that. Right. But he knew exactly why her pregnancy would be difficult, that she would probably try to have to abort for her own safety, the baby. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want that to happen, so he did it this way. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing I think is real interesting and shitty about this episode is at the beginning of the episode... Walter is talking to, what's the lab guy? The massive Brandon. Brandon. And he's talking about, he's saying something about the baby. And Walter says very gruff to Brandon, we, I am not experimenting on children. Remember? Yes. At the very beginning. Yep. And then we find out at the end that Walter orchestrated the whole thing. Well, you know. He orchestrated like I the said, whole thing. Those circumstances arose, and he was like, "Wait a minute, I want my grandchild." Exactly. So I'm a, but you know, I'm but he also wanted and, he wanted the genetics from Peter. Yeah, that's yeah. what he wanted more than the grandchild. He wanted the gen. But anyway, so while she's in the hospital, you know, being real happy about the baby and everything, Walternet uh, is coming to visit her, and then Brandon. Uh, 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 kind of slips him this little card where they have pricked the baby's feet and and got the baby's blood and he slipped it to Walternet. So then you know Walternet orchestrated that whole thing. The kidnapping, the accelerated birth and everything. Everything. Damn. Well, we already knew he was shaking. Yeah, but Walternet is just, man, he is a mess. Okay. But that was a good episode, though. That was good. It was good. Okay. Now, the next episode was French episode number 19 called Lysergic Acid. And and, well, it's called Lysergic Acid 
diethylamide, which is LSD. That's all that is. Yeah. That's the clinical name of LSD. And this is the one where William Bell's consciousness is in Olivia. Remember? Yes. That was really good because she had to talk like him. She did a good she job. She did an excellent job with she, that. Her mannerisms, her facial expressions. And everything. Everything. And so, of course, Peter and Walter want William Bell gone. So they're using LSD to try to find Olivia's mind. And this is the one where it's half real and half cartoon. Yeah. I didn't like the cartoon part. I didn't either. Those were some funky ass cartoons. And it was weird. uh, Okay. This is the way it made me feel. You know how if if you go on like a, like a, a, a a carnival ride or something and, and you feel that dizzy feeling, that's what it made me feel like. I didn't like it. Well, I didn't feel dizzy. But I felt dizzy. I don't like that kind of graphic. I didn't stuff. feel dizzy, but I just didn't like the cartoon. I didn't like the fact that they made Olivia a kid. Yeah, and you know, although although know. she did that to hide, though. right? Which that she part did was kind of good, but that's mm-hmm. but you know when they turned them back to human form or whatever, I know that was better. But I just was like, why? And I guess that was their way around the fact that Leonard Nimoy wasn't there, there yeah. to play that part. And um, but I just didn't like. I don't know. I just didn't like. I that. think you're right, though. I think that was because Leonard Nimoy was not around because. They had to get William Bell some kind of way. And since they took the LSD only to get into Olivia's mind, that that would make sense. The cartoon version of it would make sense. And the other thing I didn't like was all these people attacking them everywhere they went. But that was Olivia. I know. I get that. But I just didn't. I don't know. And now that part I did like and I understood it because that was her protection mechanism. But the best part of that whole episode was Broyles. He inadvertently, by mistake, took a little sugar cube with yes. LSD on it. He was a trip. That, he was, he was freaky. He was looking at licorice. You know that red licorice that Walter eats all the time? And he was yeah, looking at it like, like it was wow, a, this yeah. is just the greatest invention. Oh, he was so funny that was funny he was so funny and yeah. of course astrid is is always very good you Calm. know this is it. my least favorite episode <laughs> of the season well probably because i didn't like the cartoon part yeah i didn't like that i either. didn't like cartoon part but it made sense for what they were trying to do yeah i don't know the whole thing about well his consciousness can't escape her body and he tricked them into going there because he knew this would be the end of his consciousness or his soul. Or but existence. I don't think it is the end. And all, well, he just didn't. His consciousness did, didn't go to the computer like like Walter well, thought. But I don't believe that's the end of his I don't consciousness. Know. I just at didn't. All. The whole thing to me was just like, okay, I get it on one hand. But on the other hand, I was like, okay, they've gone a little bit too much. With well, them, maybe a little bit. You know, and trying to find another body for it to go into mm-hmm. and trying to put it in the computer. I was thinking, okay, that's going to be stupid. If they do actually do it, we're going to yeah. have Walter just typing on a gosh darn computer. I guess so, you know? like that damn typewriter so I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad yeah. they didn't do that. Yeah, so, so it didn't work. So, no. it, you know, in the end, um, yeah. 
He didn't. Yeah. So I, but I'm glad we got Olivia back, of course. Yes. And mm-hmm. um, I like the scenes where Peter was so adamant about her coming back and that he searched for her and all that stuff. Right. I did like and, that. And Olivia did get back, and of course, Belle is gone. You know, and and, and uh, Walter's kind of sad. Yeah, he kind of sad, but okay. Now the next episode that we missed uh, in our other little finale was episode number. A French episode number 20 called 6.02 a.m. Now, this one I like. This E-S-T. is about... E-S-T. Yeah, Eastern Standard Time, E-S-T. This was the one with the little old lady who was was creating wormholes and havoc and stuff in her apartment building in New York because she was thinking that her husband, who no. had died... Yeah, it no. is. No, it's not. This is the one where Walter activates the machine. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. With the baby's I'm sorry. DNA. I'm sorry. The baby's DNA. Yeah. That's right. And um, Bolivia is actually trying to fight Walter. Yes. And try to find a way to stop it because it's caused all these little wormholes mm-hmm. even more all over the place. And then Olivia and everyone on our side is trying to figure out a way to, to get it cut off. Yes, and all of these events, well, the first event started at 6.02 a.m. And this is also the one, isn't it, where Peter decides to, to go to the machine and try to active, to go, to turn it off. To go in the machine. To go in it, and yes. then he gets flung off right. and gets hurt. But this is, also the, uh, this is also the episode where we first see Sam Wise, and he leaves the bowling alley, he moves out of his apartment, and he's gone. And then we find out from Nina Sharp that Sam Weiss is the author of the, the First People book. He wrote all, a person named Sam Wise wrote all the versions of the First People book. Right, which means it's his descendant, 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 you're right. Exactly. But, but, but well, the German the, version, the this version, the that version, you know, all those versions that Nina Sharp had in Massive Dynamic, we find out that Sam Wise, the little bowling alley guy, is the one who actually wrote the book. And, of course, we, we find out in the next episode about his descent. He's the descendant and stuff. But right. I thought that was awesome, though. I like that. Yeah, I think that's actually the next episode that we see. Yeah, that. yeah, mm-hmm. it is. But, uh, but this particular episode, the 6.02 a.m., that's the one where we see Sam closing up the bowling alley. He's moving out and everything. And then we, then Nina Sharp, when when um, when uh, Olivia Dunham goes to Nina Sharp, you know, to try to, to to get massive dynamic to to plot where the next vortex thing is going to occur and everything, then that's when she finds out that Sam Wise is the one that wrote the first people book. I thought that was an awesome reveal, though. I yeah. I was just shocked. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, I was shocked. But anyway. Okay, so, you know, as you said, yeah, Peter decides, hey, the only thing that can be done is I have to get into the machine. And and Walter finally, you know, has prepared his mind to let Peter go. He says, yeah, okay, I have to let him go. And so, you know, when Peter goes up there to try to, and that was a real good scene, too, because they showed it like he's moving inch by all inch. up yeah. and everything. Yeah. And that thing, he couldn't even get through the barrier. He couldn't even get through the the little force field that's yeah. around it, and it, it it threw him way down on the floor. Yep. And he got brain damage, <laughs> or well, well he's, he's knocked, knocked out. out. Yeah. He's knocked out. Okay, let's move on to the next and the last Samwise. 
Okay, that's that's Fringe episode number 21. It's called The Last Samwise. I like this episode. And, and oh, Because, you know, of course, everybody's sad that Peter's in the hospital. He's all tubed up and, and hooked to machines, and he's unconscious and stuff. And, of course, Walter's all sad and everything. But, of course, we know Peter wakes up. Yeah. Peter wakes up, and he puts up. And that was really well done how they did it. He wakes up. He doesn't really know who he is and stuff, but he puts on, he sees his clothes. He puts on his clothes. He goes out into the corridor and everything. And it just so happens that the nurses are turned away because yeah. an emergency comes up and he just walks on off, you know. Yeah, like and of that. course, this one nurse stops him and, said, and, and everything and says, you know, where are you supposed to be? And she sees his hospital band on his wrist. And she says, okay, stay right there. Don't move. Because she has to go and help with this emergency that just came in. And, of course, you know, Peter just walks on off. I, I, I thought that was very well done, yeah. though. That was very well done. It was very plausible. Uh, and then what else happened? He Well, um, Olivia tracks down Sam Wise. And that's when we find out she goes to his apartment and stuff. And the landlord says, oh, yeah, he lives in such and such, and such a number. And he opens the door with his passkey. And he says, well, dang, I can't believe he moved out without saying a word. There's down. nothing in the apartment but, like, a, yeah. a few little debris and stuff. But Sam Wise is gone. But Olivia tracks him down, though. She tracks him down. And... And uh, actually, Sam Weiss kind of finds her, too, and tells her, look, we have got to go to the machine. Because Sam Weiss goes, and he, he, he gets this one little artifact. But the he, museum. Yeah. Right. But he has to, well, he has to go get the artifact from this museum. He gets this other little key thing first. And then he, get, he enlists Olivia to go help him to get this artifact from the museum. But that's where one of those vortex occurrences are happening. Right. See, right. so they have to hurry up and be quick. Yeah. And once they get this key, Olivia says, okay, so how do we open this box? And he says, I have no idea. And so Olivia takes the key and she's kind of moving the box around. And all of a sudden it just grips to it, you know, like a magnet grips to it and it opens. The bottom line on this episode, because we're getting too detailed. Okay. Is that. They figure out that Olivia is the one that's got to. She has to stop. disarm the force field. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Well, she is. Yeah, she, I, I was gonna say she's, okay. she's the one that has to use her ability to to op, to stop the machine to uh, to get to make it to where Peter can go into it. Right, but she's not stopping the machine. She's stopping the force field around the right. machine. Okay, so. That's what we get to at the end of the episode is that mm-hmm. she has to use her powers, magic, whatever you want to call yeah. it, to get to let that happen so Peter can get in the, get machine. In the machine and mm-hmm. hopefully from there stop whatever is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So she does. He gets in the machine mm-hmm. and the next thing you know, he kind of disappears. Well, no, he... The next thing that happens is once he gets in that machine, he has his arms and legs in there. He's transported to his present day, which is a war zone. Right. Right. And it's a future war scene. And he is Agent Agent Bishop of the Fringe Division. And all of his uh, little little underlings are saying, uh, 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 Captain Ar- uh, or Agent Bishop, are you okay? And they take him to the hospital because he's, yeah. uh, he's all injured and stuff. And that's where we end with that episode. 
Now, the final episode of season three is called The Day We Died. And we see Peter is in the future setting, but he's in the hospital. And he is now 47 years old. Because, you know, in, 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 in our universe, he's only 30-some. But right. in, in his future, he's 47 years old. And he's in the fringe medical unit in New York City. And the year is 2026. That's what that's yeah, what so that machine transported. He doesn't into. quite know or remember what has transpired during that time, but well, he he remembers a little bit, but he's just not really sure. Mm-hmm. And then we see Ella Dunham. Now that's the little bitty baby girl Denise. who's now grown, and she's now an agent in training mm-hmm. at a French division. I like that part. I did like that I part. That like was that. so cute. Yeah. I really liked it. And so, Olivia and him are married. Olivia and Peter are married. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that and was they haven't had cute. kids yet, though. Because it, it, and they gave the impression that Olivia's the one that's resistant because she doesn't want to bring kids into the world. Mm-hmm. You know, but they at least they are married. But they got this villain character called Moreau, who is actually working for Walternet. And he is blowing up this opera house. And and he's blowing up things, you know, all over the city. But but we see him blowing up this opera house. And then he goes to Walternet. And Walternet is the one who has given him this device, the, the devices or the technology to blow up these places. And so Peter tells Broyles, who's now a senator, Senator Broyles, mm-hmm. that he has got to see Walter. Well, Walter's in prison. Yeah. He got a beard and everything, and he's in prison. So evidently, Walter was tried as a traitor. And put well, in prison. For, well, they say in the episode he, that he caused all of exactly. this to happen. So exactly, he had, he had to be held responsible. Yep. And oh, we. So anyway, so you know, this is also the episode where Walternet lures Peter out to their little country home yes. that they used to go to when, he, when Peter was a kid, and Walternet is really not there. It's a hologram of Walternet. Because Walternet is actually at a crime scene where Olivia is investigating one of those vortex things, and he shoots Olivia. Yeah, now that was a pretty intense scene when he told Peter, I'm going to take away what you took away from me. Oh, that was intense. That was intense. And I just, I I couldn't believe it. He shot her. Yep. And the next scene we have is Peter is speaking at Olivia's funeral. I was, oh no, this cannot be. (laughs) <laughs> and but one thing I did like about the funeral scene, because you know, I like everything Viking. I love that Viking funeral that oh, she that had. Was dumb. Oh, that was sweet. You can't tell me in the future they're gonna burn people up. Oh, hey, and, you know what? And push them out hey, into the that's river. The, that's the kind of funeral I want. First of all, I want to be cremated. First of all, but then to be. Put out on the ocean or the water somewhere and just burn it. Oh, yeah. All the matches just go in the water. Yeah, that'd be great. That's a Viking funeral. I love it. I love that scene, though. I thought that was excellent <laughs> because I like a Viking funeral. That's just gross. Oh, no, I love it. But anyway, and so then Walter, the real Walter, tells Peter 
that, you know, you can go back in time and you can make a different choice. So none of this has to happen because only you can go back in time and make a different choice. Yeah. So then in the alternate and then, then the scene switches to the alternate universe and Walternet is um, summons Olivia because she is in, in this drawing. Remember, Walternet has that drawing. Yeah, she's also in it. Mm-hmm. And so he summons Bolivia, and he's going to keep her imprisoned until all this is over. So he's got her in one of those locked lock cells, yeah. like he had Olivia, you know, when she was in the alternate universe, until he says, until this is all over. But he realizes that she's kind of the, what's the word, main... The catalyst. The, right. Mm-hmm. So he brings her to where the machine is mm-hmm. to try to get her to stop the machine as well. But she doesn't have that ability. She doesn't know anything. Yeah, she doesn't yeah, know anything see. about that. Right. But then... She doesn't have the cortexophane. Right. But then, then we see Peter she is in the machine flickering. again. And he tears a hole in each of the universes... And all of a sudden, in that Harvard lab, they're all there together. Well, it's not the Harvard lab. It's where they've built that machine, that's true. which is on Liberty Island. Yeah, that's yeah. Liberty Island. Yep. Yeah. They're all there together. And they're just, like, looking at each other like, what, what? You know, like, watching it. It's back on our side, really. Mm-hmm. And then Peter, um, he kind of, he's telling them, hey, now I know what I'm supposed to do. And he's trying to tell them what's supposed to happen. But then he just d- dissolves out of the scene he just vanishes you know and then we get outside and see the observers i like seeing september again and uh the observer boss man and i think he's august his name is august he says they don't remember peter and september the the little uh, uh observer that that we like anyway he says how could they he never he served his purpose yeah and then it exist. ends yeah, now that, that ending was kind of jacked. Well, it was just different because I'm thinking, okay, what do you mean he served his purpose? Because he was actually really there. He was actually really in the machine. It's kind of like the Back to the Future concept, I think, is what they're trying to go for. Is that if you go back and change one or two things, mm-hmm. then the future will be different. And you may or may not exist. So, like, when in the Back to the Future, when he went back on accident... And start changing how things were going to go, it would mean that he wasn't even born. And that yeah. his brothers and sisters weren't there, and his mom and dad never got married and got together, so it wiped their existence out. So I guess you're trying to say, if he goes back and sacrifices himself to go back to save Olivia, that would mean he doesn't exist. But the, I didn't get that part fully. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, well, he would still exist, but I think they're trying to say in this universe, he, would, he died. At a young age. And that and universe that he, he did. Would not, and this is the other side's Peter. And so if the other side's Peter goes back to save both worlds, then he would have died also. So he wouldn't exist. But, but see, I mean, it was too much to wrap my mind around. I'm like, yeah. okay. I didn't get it because in, in our universe, Peter was a grown man and he sacrificed himself. Yeah. But, if, but, the, but September, the observer says... He served his purpose. It's like he was never there. Then we already know that in the alternate universe, he died when he was 10. Or he was 8. 8 or 10. No, in our universe he did, but not yeah. in the alternate universe. In our universe, excuse me, yeah. In our universe he died when he was either 8 or 10, I forget. 
And then Walter, Net, uh, Walter went over to the mm-hmm. other side and got him. So, yeah, that left a, a big hole. Yeah, so in that's my confusing. Mind. You know, it was confusing to me because, you know, any, that, when they get deep like that, I, I don't follow. But <laughs> and because we were kind of late doing everything, yeah. we didn't have our same um, great crack research staff of listeners <laughs> to inform us of what the heck we were missing. Yeah. So I was really excited for the new season to start to hopefully answer some of those questions. That is true. So, um, okay. but it was a great season three. Yeah, it was. It was. one or two, really one episode that I didn't care for at all, which was that one cartoony, the like the LSD one. Yeah. And but out of all those other twenty something episodes, mm-hmm. I loved it. Oh yeah, I think it was the best. I like Fringe, honestly. But I think you're right though. The reason why they had to do the cartoon thing is because Leonard Nimoy was not available, or didn't want to. Or yeah, something. didn't want to or something, whatever. So something. Yeah. All righty. Okay. Well, that's it for our recap on yep. season three. So, so we'll we- see y'all for the premiere. Yeah. So we'll have another podcast, a separate podcast for. Episode one of season four. Yep. Coming up. All right. I'm Sister K. And I'm Sister J. Bye.